Today, we are talking about something that I thought I could have cared less about, honestly. I mean, I'm like, this is the dumbest thing ever. And now I'm a really big fan of. Matthew, you know what what that might be? (laughs) I'm afraid to ask. Well, our all now important core values. Oh, core values. Core yeah. values. Remember me? I was like, I was the biggest hater on core values. I'm like, these are dumb. They're just come kind of thing people write, whatever. So we're going to talk about core values. We'll go through them, what they are, what they kind of mean to us, and actually how we use them kind of on a very regular basis now. We've talked about them. We've alluded to them in previous episodes. We'll kind of break them down, talk about them, and uh, even show them to you. So we're doing all that today here on Drink While You Think the weekly happy hour conversation between a couple of us jokers who are building our firm. That's acuity in a very weird way. Uh, Matthew, any sponsors this week? Uh, actually, we don't have a sponsor this week. Okay. Um, but I do want to do a shout out. Um, a couple of uh, our friends in the accounting ecosystem hit a cool social media milestone this week. And uh, Jason Stats and Logan Graff hit 10,000 Twitter followers, and they're in this back and forth uh, each. And, and they're in this back and forth to see who get there first. And uh, so I thought that was cool. It entertained me this week as I watched them get over the hump, both of them. But it's been this uh, effort for them. So I was just, I want to shout those two guys out. That was Cheers kind of Logan fun. and Jason. Uh, I hope that at least, you know, at least 10% of their followers are actual followers and not bots. Well, I mean, by. It, as reported by you know they're, Elon, they're they're proportional to like the normal Twitter. There's nothing weird going on probably there, but uh, I'm sure they have the the same proportion fake followers that the rest of us have. So that's probably true. All right, Matthew, what are you drinking this week? Okay, I, I I'm not sure if this is a repeat. Um, I was at the store and this one looked really good. And uh, Lazy Magnolia, uh, the coffee shop. Uh, okay. The coolest thing happened to me when I got this. Six pack Kenji, I got it home and two somebody had switched out two of the six for a different lazy magnolia brand. So I got like a mix and match on accident. Oh, it was like mix and match. It was kind of awesome because you're like, you know how you like oh yeah, you new beer, you're kind of like, and you're going between two because the other one is a porter. So it was like Ooh. in the same vein. So I got two of like the pecan. Porter and uh, four of the coffee shop, which was like, I was like, I nice surprise. Would be mad, but that was like a nice surprise for me. I think that's a it cool is. I mean, some people would, be, but you're right. You and I like variety. We're like trying a bunch of different weird things. I, I would have been felt the same way. I would have been like, oh sweet. Uh, had like somebody put like a seltzer in there or something like that, I'd have been pissed. But yeah, if it was a seltzer, but I would have noticed the seltzer bottle or a, or a Bud yeah. Bud Light next or something like that, I would have been pissed. <laughs> oh yeah, we're not talking about that. All right, here's what I'm drinking today. Um, I'm drinking from Bold Monk. This is the Indominus quadruple quadruple ale. Oh, See that AB, ABV on there? Nine seven. Oh, Oops. that's like my kind of ABV. Yeah, I'm kind of in your space. This is a quad, Belgian quad. These are no joke. This is Bold Monks here in Atlanta. I was actually over near their brewery last night having dinner with some folks. But good spot to check out if you're ever in Atlanta. Kind of a cool spot. So let me do a little quick sniffy and... Taster oh, and we'll cheer. Uh, cheers to that's you. Dark, dude. Yeah, it's dark. Cheers, man. Cheers. Mm. 
That's good. I think you like that. It's not quite your Porter style, but woo, it's going to get you ready for the weekend. Okay. Core values. Again, core values, I, man. I thought these were such a load of crap for so long. I was like, this is just, <laughs> I was like, just get, let's get work done. Like, right. Like, come on. We're all good people. We can figure this out. Like we really need to have something that defines who we are. And oh my gosh, I was an idiot. And I still give her always all the credit. Good old Lisa, Lisa Gilreath, our CLO, business partner. She was like, uh, yeah, dummy, you need these. And um, they've been very, very helpful to us. So we had them four years? I don't know, four years now. I think so. I think we rolled them out at the first AcuityCon, right? We did. Four years out of 18, not too bad, right? <laughs> <laughs> we know what we are for four years out of 18. Yeah, yeah. And it, I'll say the other one, I have to, Lisa was the one who kind of pushed me to it. And then I was really lucky. Um, we were on a drive back. My wife, Rochelle, and I were on a drive back from Charleston. We were there. And it's like, all right, I've got to burn some time here. And I'm like, oh, I was complaining about this. She's like, I can help you with that. And she's really good at actually branding and marketing. So she, uh, this we get basically, basically knocked out, I'd say 95% of this while we were on that drive. But, you know, you're kind of locked. It was just a good thing. Like, what else are you going to do? Right. So it was great. Um, do you want to tell everybody, Matthew, our, our little our little secret for how we remember our Oh, we, we have a Mitch Award now. So we have a mnemonic device. It's the Mitch Awards. So like that's our company values. Mitch so. is Mitch. Uh, yeah. Let's see. Let's see how good. I mean, let's see if it, the mnemonic device works, Matthew. What's the first one? Measured. Okay. Independent. Measured. Independent. Transparent. Correct. Curious. Curious and happy. That's right. I, mean, I I I mean, they're real values. Like it's not like a stretch. Like everywhere else I've been, like it's like, oh, what do you do those? Like they I actually, I, I use them. We, I mean, check it out. Like I've got, like we've got our you know key notebooks. Boom. We've got. Oh yeah, you got yours there too. Like up in the up in the front. Like we have our values, purpose, mission. But then back page. Boom. Look at that. Um, I'll put them up there. So let's, I, I want to go through them because I do think there's some application to how we think about in our firm, how we, how we utilize them. We'll kind of run through these real quick. And then I think what may be most interesting for other firm owners is like how we kind of use them day by day. Matthew alluded to awards, but we've used them in other ways too that have been helpful. Um, we're going to start off with, I'm just going to say it out of the gates. My favorite one is measured. It is, you know, right out of the gates is M. That's my favorite. That's not yours. We'll wait till we get to yours. I know what yours is. Um, I like yours a lot too. I like all of them. But measured is like my is my favorite. Um, just in terms of, I feel like there is so little of people. Like it's so so uncommon to find people who are measured in this day and age. Like everything, right? It's just so reactive and you know, over the top and like people who are like, hmm, let me think about that for a second and just give you a thoughtful response is like, oh man, how many times could I have saved my own ass? Had I just been like, just slow down, take it in, come up with a response without just 
knee-jerk reaction, right? I like uh, measured's a big one for me. I just feel like that's like an overarching one. If like if measured was sprinkled all across the lands, like it would just have a massive effect on so many things, right? People would just right. be. I, I love that one. I, I I use that one quite a bit, and I guess maybe in some ways. I don't know. I identify with that one because I feel like I need more of that. There's a lot of these in here that some of them I feel like I'm pretty good at already. That's one of like, I wish I was just more intentional, more measured, considered things a little more carefully sometimes instead of just being so quick. So I don't know. What about for you on measured? You, you're, you're a fan. Oh, I'm, I'm a fan of all the five. Like it's, well, the, the nice thing about the five is like, we didn't do aspirational things. We kind of just said, what are we? was our process measured i think that yeah that's a great one i'll go on to independent um because i don't well, really second one add, yeah. add on measured um because i think measured is kind of a typical one for an accountant too um really thoughtful is kind of how we're thought of but independent was a huge one for us but i think because we're so early in the remote workforce days yeah that independence was a big deal um i think the twist on independence uh that we have kind of noted um is that independence the 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 freedom of independence comes with a responsibility to do what you say you're going to do yeah so we I'm glad you hit, I was hoping you would hit that point. we uh, we wrap accountability into independence which I think I think when people talk about independence they they talk about it as a perk it's a little bit of a burden too <laughs> so I think I think having that balance and talking about that the right way when we talk with people, like, yeah, you can do stuff whenever you want, but when you, like, you're responsible for something, we're not going to get in your shorts about it, I guess, is the best way to put it. Right. Um, but but you're going to have to execute um, and, and, and deliver what you said you're going to do when you say you're going to do it. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, um, that's the part that people miss. It's like, of course, like, it's almost saying, like, do you want more freedom in your job? I mean, everyone says yes, right? Or do I want more flexibility? And, and that's the number one thing people value at Acuity is flexibility. So it's a in one side of it, it's a terrible screening if you're like, hey, does independence and freedom and flexibility, is that important to you? Who isn't going to say that, right? To your point about there is a responsibility to it. Right. I, I I am going to see things through. I am capable of um, not having to be kind of handheld, not having to be, you know. Asking questions when I'm stuck. Yeah. That is a oh, responsibility okay. of independence, right? I'm going to allow you to work at your pace, but you're going to be required to ask questions when you're stuck, right? Correct. Yeah. It's a, it's a big, um, it's an interesting one. It's an interesting one. Yeah. It it's it is an interesting one. It's not as apparent as you, people think it is. Or I think if, you, if we thought, like, oh, yeah, independent would be a good one out of the gates. I think the next one, transparent. I'll take that one. Um, that is something that I can't imagine if we're here in the, we're in the roles that we're in as uh, we'd be trained as accountants to be in. This is transparent. I think that that's ultimately I think what we're trying to help. Our clients see is transparency to their financials, understanding what their financials mean. And so um, I think that's hard for many clients. They, that's one of the reasons why they hire us and other firms is because 
the accounting, the financials don't really make sense to them. They can't quite get their, I don't, what does it mean? Right. It doesn't, I can't see that story. And so we're like, we're always like, oh, that financials tell a story, just like your marketing tells a story or anything else tells a story or the way the founder talks about the company tells the, the financials are a story, but you have to understand them and we have them kind of understand them. I think the place it's, so I don't know that's that part's unique to me. That's not unique amongst accounting firms. Um, because I think we're all pushing for that. I think there's some uniqueness to us at acuity, I would say on transparency. And I think that um I give you a little bit of grief about this at times, but I found myself now like I'm way more transparent because you're probably the most transparent person I know. Like, I'm not sure there's ever anything if someone were to ask you something, you are going to tell them. Like, right? You are going to like just say I it. I don't know why I'm hardwired for that, but I, I'm, I was going to ask you, I'm like, why and how did that come about? I don't know if that was like a, but you, I mean, anything about us either financially, like as a business, like you've told everybody and now I'm in the spot too, where I, at first I was like, man, why is he telling everybody like all of our revenue and all of our, and I think after you do it for a while, it's very freeing. You're like, why not? Like what, why have to try to, well, I don't want to say this or that. Just tell people, like, what is it? The issue is it ego? Is it something that holds you back? But like, dude, you just you'll say, someone like, hey man, how how um how big are you guys? And they'll be like, oh, let me go look at our PNL and tell you exactly what you know, right? That's a very Matthew transparent type thing that I think is a little bit unique that we're very forthcoming in all things we do. Well, we 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 tend to be really transparent with the global stuff. I think um, transparency has an interesting journey for you and me. I think. Because, uh, like, I guess transparency from me, like, is just like, a, I'm not smart enough to remember the different things I tell different people. So when people ask me a question, I answer it as accurately and answer like I can, right? Like when other firm owners are saying, how big are you? How many clients you have? Whatever. Like, I try to answer it, like, however close I can to that. Um, for that, based on what I know now, people assume if I exaggerate sometimes it's because that's what I think the number is, or that's there's context to that exaggeration because yeah. like our client count, like for example, like do you count the number of units or do you count the services or whatever? Like that's one thing I'm like, oh, I hope people don't think I'm blowing smoke. I just like really thought we were 700 clients, but like if you talk about like the businesses we serve, we're like closer to 600. Um it, there's interesting stuff with transparency, but I think transparency for me, when we put it down on the, on the list, I thought of it from uh, talking to people about, I wanted to aspire to talk to all employees about our financial health. And uh, it, it stemmed from a 26, uh, 2016, I think time where, where we overhired in sales and we really got over our skis and the sales group and we're spending too much. And then we put ourselves in a burn situation where we had to fire people and everybody was caught by surprise. And I was like, how are you caught by surprise? And it's because I wasn't being transparent with the financials with people on the overall health of the company. So that's where transparency stemmed for me. I yeah. think, um, you know, some of these times when you're, it, it's really interesting when we went through this exercise, that was really raw and and like new it was really important. And it to just me. happened very recently. Yeah. Yeah. So that had happened. And because I think we did um 2017 was when we did values and 2016 mm -hmm. was when we, we had to fire people. Um so 
that was really important at that time for that situation. So I always thought of transparency initially as this corporate transparency to our colleagues that we were going to keep them apprised of the financial health of the company. Like that's how I internalized it. The journey kind of we've been on to me though, as we've kind of reflected and gone through different things is like, we've kind of gone through this situation where we've acknowledged that we're not very good at like identifying feedback for individuals and like colleagues. And like this, we've recently both read the book Radical Candor and gone through some training on radical candor. So because we had aspired to be that transparent uh, to me, what I felt like at the company level, personally to people has now manifested into like, oh, as we've gone back and reflected because they're written down and we have to look at it, like, what should we do? We're like, oh, we really should be kind of radically candid with people about performance, which was a key thing in running out performance evaluations this year, I think. Yeah. Or that it was key in us identifying with personal weaknesses that you and I had had where we had not been radically candid with yep. people about certain things. So like it's like this one to me has had the most evolution. I of, of I so agree. I feel I feel like like it's been it's been the most challenging for me to implement in a genuine way like more across the whole spectrum of what transparency means, even though you say I'm like really transparent with people on these financial things and stuff like that. And that's easy to me. There's parts of it that are hard, right? Yeah. Very hard. And, but I'd, I'd say this is what we're you're talking about here to me is one of the great things about core values. Cause when you set them correctly, it is a common language you're speaking from. Cause it's exactly, I was looking at, I've got pulled up here. You mentioned our performance reviews. We just went through these. And so we we measure people. Um, we talk about them in the context of core values. And I was looking, so I had to go through and kind of define what these meant. And the way we describe transparency in our core values are, or I'm sorry, for performance review purposes are, my work brings clarity to client and acuity challenges, right? So that's that first part. It's almost kind of that baseline of where you were like, yep, got that. Like I'm happy to bring clarity to financials and share data, right? But then it goes on to say, um, I am unafraid to ask for help when needed. You referenced this earlier. It kind of ties into independence. Like I'm not going to have my ego. Be, if I'm struggling, I am going to be clear and transparent about the fact that I need help. And finally, I am direct with my communications and open with my feelings. And I think that's that evolution of where you can see it almost in each of those statements. To your point, I, I read that last one and this radical candor jumps off the page at me of like, Am I being direct in my communications? Am I being open with my feelings? And that has been something to your point that's been harder. Sometimes as accountants, you're like, cool, yeah, I'll share numbers with you. Numbers are numbers. There's no emotion behind it. It is what it is. Whereas versus in that final piece there, we're asking people to say, can you, if I've got a challenge with you, am I going to speak directly about it? Am I going to, and I'm also going to share how I'm feeling about it. And I think that really... Uh, tracks with exactly how you described. We didn't plan this in advance or anything. Exactly how you described that evolution of transparency. And I think that's the, the beautiful part about core values. When you get them right, you're really kind of reading from the same sheet of music, which we were there, which is not unusual. Sometimes you and I are off in all kinds of different places, but all right, let's keep going. 
Um, Curious. I'll, I'll take this one because I feel like I'm going to w- let you talk about your favorite one. Okay. Okay. Um, curious. This is a good one. This is a real, we were, uh, they're all good. Uh, curious. I remember when we were thinking about this one, I was very convicted about, we need to be a different type of firm. I had like the terms modern and tech forward kind of all in my head. And it is a way we kind of define ourselves. I would, I would probably use that language. There's probably places in my bio or on LinkedIn. We talked about acuity of being modern and tech forward. But really, when we looked at it, we're like, oh, it's, we are very curious about using new tools, doing things in a different way, um, and having people around us who are also of that cut from that same cloth of like, do you like change? Are you curious about ways of doing things differently? I'd say at its roots, it started with, yeah, um, do you like tech? Like, listen, we always say that, hey, if you're not down with technology, you know, you can't, I, I know that one of the things you've said, Matthew, uh, around clients and like team members, you've got a simple kind of test of whether, <laughs> right. Whether someone should work at acuity or whether they should be a client of acuity. You want to say what that is? Yeah. Do you slack? Do you slack? <laughs> do you, do you use slack? Right. Uh-huh. It's a simple way of like, for us of like, we work with other kind of curious entrepreneurs who, yeah. Like they may say, oh, no, we don't use that. We use Teams, but they're using some kind of other, yeah, you know, it's not as good. But well, Teams is usually upmarket. So it usually that's true. That's true. Comes, comes out. But they're not like, no, we're tied to email only. Like, right. For us, that's like, a, ooh, that's probably not the right kind of prospective client. Right. Um, or even team members who come to us are prospective, you know, candidates who are like, let me send you my resume. And we're like, um, do you not have a LinkedIn profile with a with, with a picture? With a picture. <laughs> secret secret hack to all those who are listening: Don't apply for a cutie job if you haven't built out your LinkedIn profile with a picture. Right? I mean, oh, for sure, for sure. Those are signs of being curious. Of like, cool, I'm going to lean into new tech and do things in a new way. I think ultimately it it gets to, you know, do you embrace change? Are you adaptive? Uh, you have to be. Um, do I do I just enjoy learning? Is it just interesting to me? Like, right? Do you right. Just give me something weird because we're going to be weird here, dude. We are going to be weird. I mean, we yeah. talk about this, what is I, this show? It's a couple of guys building a firm in a weird way. If yeah. you don't, if you're not down with that. You are not going to enjoy it here. Yeah, and I think the biggest thing about curious that that we see is like it is the ability. And the adaptability to change, right? Like um, now, if we go too crazy, we get into shiny object syndrome. You got to have some kind of this is where measured comes measured, back to play, yes, right? Like it kind of <laughs> you can't be like shiny object guy, but you got to be like if we are going to go for the new thing, we have a measured way to implement it, and 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 you're you're on board. So these things work in balance. These I was gonna say, independently do not work. Do you do you feel like I feel like this is one for us? We're like we're just so innately curious. Like I mean, it's an e- this is an easy value for me because I think this is why we're entrepreneurs and business owners in this space where we have been super guilty of shiny objects, and we will be continue to be. It's probably why I'm attracted to like the whole measure things. I'm like, oh, I like it when someone brings us back to kind of reality a bit. Because you and I have been so guilty at conferences or other places. Let's do this. Let's try that. We've tried 
million things. So curious, I feel like comes super naturally to the two of us. And sometimes we just get our, we, the two of us almost get a flywheel it like, and make it worse when we're like, we lock us up together. Next thing you know. Yeah. It gets bad. It we, gets definitely, <laughs> we have definitely people that balance us here. Yes. It gets bad. It gets bad. Okay. Let's close it out. So we did the M I T C of Mitch. Let's hit the H. And I think this is Matthew's favorite. What do we got, Matthew? I mean, I've just never been somewhere where happy was a core value. I think that's important. <laughs> I, I, the genesis of this one is people, I mean, I'm in, Kenji's been doing this 18 years and I'm nine years into acuity. And people ask all the time, how long are you going to do this? How long are you going to do this? And I have the same answer until it's no longer fun. Right. Which is a sincere answer. Like, I don't think anybody should continue to work here if they're not happy. Yeah. Myself included. Right. So like, how do we, how do we continue to hold that dear and make sure that that happens? Like, because if anybody came to me that worked here and said, I'm not happy, I would be like, if we can't fix that, let's find you another job Yeah, because this is too much of your time and too much of your life to be unhappy. I, and I just think too few people, like too few companies acknowledge this as a core important thing going on, which is why I think it's great that we have like in our leadership team, we have personal goals in our leadership team. Like we acknowledge that there is like, to me, family and personal goals, like our barometers for happy for most people, not just work. Right. right. Like, do you have that? Do you have, are you doing the things at home? And with your family and with your friends and with yourself, like for yourself, that 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 maintain a level of happy. And I think, you know, when we we're going through the process of what should be on our scorecards and like having the debate of whether we should like, is it too personal to like have personal stuff and family stuff on your scorecards for our leadership team? I mean, I think it's been huge for the happy. Like it demonstrates that happy is a core value here. Yeah. Like we sincerely want people to have happy lives. It's who you want to work with. It's who you want to be around, right? I mean, you you and I have used it um, relentlessly over the years before we knew it was a core value. And it was always that thing that drove us. I know for me, um, in plenty of the tough times, I'm like, man, I just, you know, you want to be happy and you want the people around you to be happy too. And so, you know, that was, it was super simple back in the day. We'd look at each other and go, Hey man, are you happy? Like a lot, I mean, we would say that like, you, you okay? You having fun? And that, that's all we kind of needed. If the other person was like, we're very transparent with each other. You're like, no, man, I'm not. Like, okay. We're going to fix that. But if we were, we could okay. kind of look at each other and say, are you happy or not? And that's all that really mattered. A lot of the other stuff, like, all right, well, let's get through some of this other shit. Let's get through some of the other challenges. Um, we did the same thing. Um, with Patty and Scott, and in particular with Patty, when we, you know, merged, we had merged in Catching Clouds, uh, Patty talked a lot about this. And, you know, I'm kind of jumping ahead a little bit about how we've used it. We've certainly used it in acquisitions. I think this is the one to me that most clearly when I think about when we talked about what the Catching Clouds team really wanted out of coming together. And Patty was just very clear about like, I'm unhappy and I need to get happy. And 
I think you and I took that real seriously. And we've all, we've ever for that year and even now, but like, especially in that year of integrating and doing the deal, it was so much of like a, I mean, of course we looked at revenue contribution, how the organization is doing, checking on team members. But a lot of it was like, you and I would look at Patty and say, how you doing, Patty? You happy? And if she was happy, we're like, okay, then the things are working, right? Didn't mean that everything was integrated or fixed, but like, that was like a look in someone in the eyes you care about. And they're like, are you happy? It, I mean, that, that's a, that, that's what you want. I think whether it's in work or in your personal life is to be around folks like that, that you're happy together with. So, um, man, we're kind of getting a little deep here on like, you know, I was like, Oh, yeah. I've been, I've been storing this one away. Cause I'm like, Oh, this will be an easy one. We do have a lot of thoughts about it, but, um, I guess that's probably another good sign about core values too. Is when you talk about it, you start getting a little bit deep, right? A little, I guess so. A little emotions kind of get in there. Um, I, I mean, I, I have to admit, I have been very surprised how often I have referred to them when I was in a hard time or in a time where I had to make a decision. Mm-hmm. It has really surprised me. And actually going back to a piece of paper sometimes when you're in a spot where you're challenged has really been helpful um, more than it should. Like, I feel like it should be. I feel like it shouldn't be that helpful. <laughs> right. It should, it should not be. It should not be that helpful. I'll throw it up here while we're looking. Just here. There's a, that's just a snapshot of it. You know, it's nice. That's why we put it in the back of our notebooks and other places. We give everyone who starts at acuity a card, um, you know, and, and, and that's kind of what our, that's, that's an older version. Actually, we've kind of done some updates, but we want to talk about the, the, the core value and what it looks like actualized. And you're right. Tough times when there's tough times being able to go and say, what does this mean? You know, what is this actually? Um, yeah. So we've used it, I guess, let's talk about that. We've used it during uh, tough times. Um, well, we, we used it. For our performance evaluation, the first the half very first of performance thing. evaluation for every person is talking about how, do you do you measure up? There's only ten things on the performance evaluation, and the first five are do you measure up to our company values, and the next five are more performance related right, to right. like competencies and stuff like that. That was one. Um, my favorite one was like when I did the recent marketing manager hire. That was a great one. When I was coming up with my inter- interview questions, I came up with one question for every core value. And it was not difficult. And it was helpful to be focused. Totally. Like I came up with a measured question, a transparency question, and pens question, a curious, a happy question. Like I focused that. And it was great because they were like, at the t- I was telling them, I. Also, it was helpful marketing to show them who we were. It was like, I came up with a question for each of our core values, and I'm going to yeah. talk about the core value, and I'm going to tell you my question. You know, it was really fascinating. We used it as screening when we were doing acquisitions back in the day. I mean, uh, that was very helpful. I mean, so you think about critical things about bringing on team members, doing acquisitions, performance reviews. I know that when we've had problems with team members, you know, Sometimes when something's going wrong with somebody, you're like, how do I say this to them? <laughs> like, you're 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 bugging me, or I feel like you're doing a poor job, or you know, and if that's not well defined, those are those tough times. You're like, you know what? Let me look back the core values and figure out and I can 
every single time I've been able to figure out, oh, here's the one, here's why it's bothering me, right? I don't feel like this person is being transparent or they're not happy. They're They're not not happy, whatever it might be. Yeah. They're not happy. They're not measured. Like you can't, you can't talk to a client like that. You're not measured. You're not reflecting. You're not like taking pause, right? So I, yeah, it's been hugely important for us. Um, and so I guess the lesson, lesson learned on all this is, uh, don't be a Kenji. Don't wait. Well, 14 years. I, I don't know. Kenji. I, I mean, I'm, I don't know 14 years, but like, <laughs> it's a little long, like, but I, we couldn't have done this if we were starting from a cold stop. That's like, true. what do we want to be? That would be so much of a different exercise to me. Like, what do I want to be versus what are we? Because we went through a what are we exercise. Well, I'll say the other 14 years in. To your point, though, in the way that we did this, again, I mentioned I had the great help of of my wife who's brilliant at this. But one of the things that helped me in this not making this some kind of like, because again, I was kind of annoyed by it. I'm like, oh, whatever. And I'm throwing things out there. And then it started dawning on me of like, well, who are we? To Matthew's point, who are we? And the way that for me, because I'm kind of more of a tangible, concrete thinker, I'm not very good abstract. I thought about specific people at Acuity who worked here and thought about, I think the people who just so well represented us. I'm like, what is it about that person that I just really admire? And to me, putting those faces to it is what absolutely then it brought it home. I could think through specific people. I'm like, that's what I love about Rabia. That's what I love about Trisha. That's why Lisa is so, you know, I could think through people and go, oh, that's why I love that Tyler does that, you know, and you're just, yeah. then it really brought it home. So I, you make a good point. You, you need a little bit of some, I think it's fine to be aspirational about who you want to be. We had a little bit of a benefit that we had some success. We, got, we survived for a few years, but we were able to look back at like, all right, now we've got real concrete examples of people who are you're like, I'll put them in front of anybody and say, that's who Acuity is, or that's who whatever your firm is. And that's a great place to draw inspiration for really what those people are demonstrating as core values. Um, but it's so. a crazy helpful communication tool. And it's a crazy helpful tool in situations of stress and complexity i will tell you like it is a it is a very and i don't use this like i don't people overuse this word it's very centering like it helps if you've done it correctly to me like to do this and and to be fair i think we've got the we may have nuanced them over time but like core values were much easier than like mission vision stuff oh yeah they've held mission very, vision very true. still to me is like oh man that, that, that's a that's a different up podcast <laughs> that's a different one we've got we, we've got those too we'll talk about that that actually would be a great one to talk about our mission vision purpose how we built those there's but a lot values of, was kind of like this is who we are and this is who we will always be at our core like these things are not going to change like these are our proof points like that 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 that's pretty core that is core that is core. I guess a lot of that has to do with, yeah, who we want to be around and that kind of stuff too. Let's rate some beers. I saw you finished yours. I did finish mine. Um, yeah, that's a good sign. Let me do mine first because I have mine pulled up. 
and then we'll yeah. do this. That would um, have to jump around. Um, again, I'm drinking the. Can you see it? Is it up? No, it's not up yet. Hold on, let me share oh, my actual screen. Follow us on Old Monk Brewing. Indominus just sounds cool. Um, this one, I'm going to give it a three five. Three five. It's good. It just boy, this is not one you can drink a lot of. That's this that's one. Pretty heavy. This this baby is heavy. Ooh, it's good though. I love. And again, if you're in Atlanta, definitely check out Bold Monk. Great. Great spot and good representation of a quad beer there. Matthew, what are you drinking again? The coffee shop from Lazy Magnolia. The coffee shop. If I can type, I can't even type now. But, um, S-H-O-P-P-E. S-H-O. Ooh, fancy spelling. Oh, there it is. There it is. I see I'm it. Go, I'm going to go 425 on that one. Okay. 425. Well, I mean. That's in that's in your wheelhouse. You're picking things you like, um, picking things that are good. Well, let's see that these guys are located. I don't know Lazy Magnolia, Kiln, Mississippi. That's kind of cool. We're definitely getting some new brews in in, in there, so uh, that's good stuff. Well, maybe it's another episode here. We know we have some guests coming up, which we're looking forward to. We can't we can't share that yet. You'll just have to tune in and see who shows up on on the show. I uh, will dig into things like mission. Uh, vision, BHAG, all those things. Those have been a little bit trickier and tougher. We can talk well, about we how we those. We got AcutiCon coming up. So it will be, I'm sure we'll be waxing philosophical. Thanks again to Expensify for for, for really helping us out with that this Coming year. And being our presenting sponsor, they were just huge on that. So we'll be shouting them out, showing lots of love to all of our sponsors, but they were just next level. But yeah, you'll see some stuff around AcutiCon coming up. And uh, we'll keep putting more of these out. Again, if you have questions or you want to dig into more of our core values, are happy to send you. You know what? We don't get a whole lot of listeners, do we? We're not that many. Reach out to us. We'll maybe you want you want a little acuity notebook that has our core values in there and a little bit of our mission. I mean, hit us up. We'll send some. I'll send one to you. We'll send awesome. one to you. Oh yeah. Leave a comment and ask to you know. Ask to get and, one of these. And, We're happy to send And them. more importantly, if you'd like to sponsor Drink While You Think, just send us beer. All you have to do is send us beer. Google Acuity, send it to the office, put a note in it, and we will shout you out on, on Drink While You Think. Send All us you beer. have to do is send us beer. It's the only, cur- only currency we accept. It's the only yeah. currency we accept. We do not accept any other. Um, send us beer, and we will shout you out, or you can join us. We, 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 we like it when you join us, too. So. Well, thanks for joining us today and for listening along with us. Subscribe. Cheers, everybody. Let us know how you feel about the podcast. We'll catch you next time. Cheers.